This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we're gonna get a little spooky. We're gonna get a little hairy. We're gonna we're gonna go through puberty. Wow. We're gonna relive puberty a little bit, perhaps via the question, does Teen Wolf the movie suck? Now, how this came about, just to give you just to give you a little brief background, is as you know, Link has not seen lots of movies from the 80s. You had to take a breath there because it was like, it's such a big thing. Well, it happens whenever we're whenever we're in a group of people and people start talking about movies that everyone our age has seen. Like name a ubiquitous movie from the eighties. Uh, e. T. I've seen that one. Yeah. Ha! But you've seen it in when? I think I saw that one as a kid. Or you know what? I might have been too creeped out. Back to the Future. I did not see it when it came out. Right. And when when did you see it? Uh. A couple of years ago, right? So they're just uh, Top Gun, Goonies. I've, I've never seen Top Gun. I saw Goonies a couple of years ago, right? Um, well, you started seeing these movies a couple of years ago for Dirty two... Dancing. I never saw because that's a that's a girl movie. But you started seeing these movies because you've got kids, but also because we're in these conversations and people don't believe it. Because name another one. I just want to prove the point. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I did not see it, but. As a kid, Jaws. I didn't see what it came out. Jaws. I've never seen Jaws. Okay, there we go. See, this I've this, seen the poster. I know what happens in Jaws. It's not about knowing what happens. It's about you experiencing know, a cultural Dreyfus phenomenon and a, a shark. I a boat. I know. What, I've been on the Universal ride. It's all. It's. I. I understand. And I so, get it. and because it's not like there's not anything particular about Link's childhood, like he wasn't. You know. There's not some crazy story about Link being in a cave for, just, through was, all of the 80s. I was it, busy, man. I, I wish there was, but I mean, I, I was I was your, like a kid businessman. But I didn't know any of this was happening. I was your friend the whole time. I mean, from 80s. I was like Ben Stiller in the Royal Tenenbaums as a kid, which I did see that movie, but of course not as a kid. And so because of this phenomenon of him not seeing classic movies from the 80s, we thought that something we could do on the show is talk about a movie, or have him watch a classic movie that he never saw and then talk about it. And why not start with Teen Wolf because it was a 1985 special, one year after we had been friends. Oh. And uh, I watched it at the time, and then I watched it again recently so we could have a more informed conversation, and then you watched it not too long ago as well. So yeah. we're gonna have a discussion about Teen Wolf. If you want to pause the podcast right now and go watch the movie, if you've never seen it, we encourage you to do that, but we think that you can benefit from this conversation even if you don't know anything about the, the movie, even if all you thought it was was the television show. We're not talking about the television show, we're just talking about the movie that started it all. Though we did spend some quality time with uh, MTV Teen Wolf himself, Tyler Posey. We did. Um, at, the, at a fundraiser event called Stand Up to Cancer, Super nice guy. A month or so back, he hosted the live stream which we were featured in. Um, and th thanks to all of you who donated. Our very own Miss Perfect, Jill Wagner was a. I wouldn't call her our very own. Was a series regular uh, on Teen Wolf. But Tyler, so we are talking about the MTV show right now because. But that's Tyler, all we're going to talk Tyler about. Tyler was a cool guy. He was right very now. very nice. Uh, there was like some 
outdoor food truck party and we hung out with him for a good half hour, just having some quality time. Um, he may come on the show because we hit it off, so we invited him on Good Mythical Morning. That may happen. Yes, hopefully it will. I like him. He was not. He was not. He didn't seem too wolfish to me. But I've never seen the show. But I could imagine that he could turn into a wolf, a la Michael J. Fox. So yeah, I've seen. I've seen the movie, the 1985 movie, and um, I've got some thoughts. I've got some observations, and I'll verbally process the rest to see if we can arrive at. Does it suck? I mean, and I'm gonna say by today's standards, I mean, is it worth watching? So if you haven't watched it, um, we'll help you come to a conclusion of if and when you should. But before that, uh, Halloween is right around the corner. By the way, as of the time of recording this, I don't know what my kids are gonna be. Well, and my family be. my family has quite a tradition. Oh, of, you guys are big in that. Uh, of, of dressing up. Now we haven't done it, um, there was a there was a series of years before Locke got too old to be too cool to be a part of a family costume, where we did some incredible things. Uh, things I probably posted to my incredible Instagram, Red MC. Shout out to Red MC. It's a really uh, re- relatively active Instagram compared to links. Um, but <laughs> I I can't argue with that. So uh, the highlights are we did um, Lord of the Rings back. And it's like last year of true cultural relevance. Uh, like The Hobbit was still happening. And uh, your entire family, yeah, the four so of Shepherd you. Shepard was Gollum. <laughs> Jesse was. was uh, he, he was a baby at the time, so he like didn't have much hair. He, I'm not gonna say he looked like Gollum, but. <laughs> no, no. It was your, he wasn't a baby. I can't remember <laughs> how was out he here. was. He wasn't a baby. Oh, it was out here. But he, he had, uh, she put like a bald cap. rubber bald cap on him. Uh, Jesse was okay. I'm sorry for insinuating that as a baby he did look like Gollum, but uh, who, Liv Tyler played what's her, maybe like right when he was born he did. What's her name? Liv Tyler played Ar- Ariel. I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> That's the Little Mermaid. Uh, I was Gandalf, Ariel. and uh, Locke was uh, Bilbo Baggins. Any, oh yeah, because he, he had was curly, Frodo. He was Bilbo. He I had think. curly hair. Well, maybe so, he was yeah, Frodo. I, I can't remember if it was. Anyway, we did that, and then we did Guardians of the Galaxy. Because I had that incredible Groot costume, yeah, that we did that when, we did for the show when I was uh, Rocket, and so Jesse was Gamora with the uh, the green makeup. Uh, Locke was the Star Lord, and then Shepard was uh, the uh, Arwen. Arwen, that's who, that's who that she played, uh, and then Shepard was Bradley Cooper's character, Rocket. What is he? Yeah, which I also was Rocket on the show. Yeah, but anyway. But then your kids get to a certain point where you can't do this incredible thing. So there was one year where Locke was like a, just a weird like scream character, and then Jesse and I were uh, bat like I was Robin, she was Batman, and then Shepard was the Joker. But then, right, I distinctly have a memory of um, dressing up like a werewolf, but it was simply a mask. It was just a rubber mask. As a young Smell kid, your own breath. I would do the just the the mask with with the rubber band, and then it would like the plastic suit, you know, that you would get at like Roses or Sky City. Walmart didn't exist, and there would just remember there'd just be aisle just reams of these things. And now you've got it's amazing how these Halloween Town stores. It's in L.A. This happened. But I guess it happens everywhere. It's like these huge 
empty lots of where there used to be like a Toys R Us or something will just get overrun for a month with Halloween costumes. There's so much business in it, it's crazy. Well, and then you've got Halloween Town, which Halloween Town, Halloween is, is open year, year round. I don't get it, man. Well, it's always Halloween in my heart. I've never been too big. I mean, as an adult, Christy <laughs> and I, you know, we're just, we just, we, you know, we don't. Too much trouble. We don't like to have fun in that way. It's too much trouble. Yeah. You know, it's like trying to get your costume together and everything, and then you're. Then well, you're and just, let me say that I wouldn't do it if my wife was not the kind of person who talked me into going it. to but the thing is you would then go trick-or-treating with your kids and it's kind of a letdown but if it were like a cool party where um, like a masquerade party or something where then there's like a, a what do you know about masquerade parties or like a cost have you been to a masquerade party and, I'm just, di- and you didn't tell me no i'm just imagining That's like an eyes wide shut kind of situation i don't you know gotta share that kind of I stuff haven't with seen, me is that an 80s movie were you completely naked and I haven't except se- for a mask i haven't seen that one was someone sacrificed I don't know what you're talking about. Kubrick, man. Top Gun 2. It's not an 80s movie, but I did hear that uh, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise actually made love for the scene. For the scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny it. No, no, they were or, mar- they were or, married at the time. They were like, well, why are we gonna act like we're making love when we can just make love? Is that a question for me? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I I would think about going through the trouble to have like a couple's costume type thing if we were going to a Halloween party for adults that was like cool and fun and maybe you could win a prize. Prizes, yeah, prizes. But we always just go with our kids and kids are starting to get old enough that they can go trick-or-treating without us. Even in LA County, I think. I'm gonna be, my wife's gonna be out of the country and I'm gonna be just taking care of my own kids. And so I've gotta, I've gotta do the thing that she normally does, which is make sure that their costume fits and ha- they have one. And they probably, we probably will just there's skip always, Halloween. There's always a lot of last minute scramble for you guys. Like, yeah. I'll just say, switch clothes, boys. You go as Shepard and you go as Locke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked Lincoln, Lincoln, I do remember Lincoln said, I'm gonna be, and I think, I. I may get the name wrong. He said, I'm gonna be Jacob Sartorius. (laughs) And I'm like, who is that? And he said, it's a kid on Musical.ly that I can make my hair look like. Yeah, he's like uh, a kid, he he lives um, in the, up in the hills. Uh, There's um, (laughs) no. What what do you know about this kid? No, like Locke knows kids that go to school with him. So I knew about him because he's like a, he's an influencer. But then he's like, oh yeah, he goes to so-and-so school. That's where, how do you say his last name? Sar- Sagittarius? Sartorius. Jacob Sagittarius, yeah. So um, I'm like, Lincoln, you're just gonna kinda look like yourself. I mean, you, the, that's an easy way to get The candy, only though. rule of Halloween costumes is they should not require a verbal explanation. Just take it from me. <laughs> I, and I would caveat that with, in the the majority of interactions, like in fifty one percent of the interactions, you you shouldn't have to explain yourself. Fifty one. I mean, I'm That's trying a to be a lot of explaining. I'm trying to be well, forty nine. I think okay, forty nine percent explaining. I think the only acceptable, I'm just making a point that a lot of people don't understand pop culture stuff, and they still going to give out candy. Well, and you might the say, only acceptable explanation in my book is if you have to say, well, you wait until the other guy gets here, and you'll understand what I am. You know, what I'm saying like when you when you've done. Like there was one year in which 
I was Albert Einstein and Jesse was EMC squared, the thought bubble, and she had a wand that she would touch to my head as if it was a thought bubble coming out of my head. <laughs> so I kind of looked like Einstein, but she just looked like E equals MC squared with a wand. And but so together she was, you were. We were Einstein's theory of relativity and it was pretty epic. Did you win a prize? Uh, no, just, you know, but just felt great about ourselves. With Instagram, that that may be reason enough to to start is, working on is it. Is Instagram giving out prizes now? No, I think that a lot of celebrities are breaking out there. You know, they they do it all just for the photo. What do you think about that concept, though? Instagram giving out prizes like picture of the day, and so people win like a thousand bucks. Yeah, that's what that's what I need to get back. Why, on. why is that not prizes? We need more prizes, especially on Halloween. Instagram should award somebody the best costume. And again, they'll be like, "Well, how do we know that you're the one who uploaded it?" Doesn't matter. Whoever gets, whosever account has the thing on it first, and it's obviously some a picture they meant to take. They win a thousand dollars. Divvy it up however you want to. Just give people money. They got plenty of it. Instagram's got plenty of money. Yeah. Facebook money. Facebook, Facebook money. Yeah, They're Facebook. backed up by Facebook. All right. Well, let's get into Teen Wolf, man, because I watched it, and that doesn't happen a lot. Okay, so we will. I want to talk about it. But first we wanna let you know that this episode of Ear Biscuits is supported by Quip. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable, even enjoyable. You can enjoy brushing again. Yeah, one of the most important <laughs> things we do for our health every day is brush our teeth. It's not just good for the teeth, it's good for everything, yet most of us do not do it properly. But Quip is gonna change that because they have sensitive sonic vibrations, gentle on your sensitive gums. Because people brush too hard. I mean, my yes. dentist told me I brush too hard. He could see striations on my actual teeth. You don't want striations, do you? Because you've got sensitive gums. You want something that's not too abrasive, that's sensitive sonic vibrations. Quip is designed to be very convenient for travel as well because it doesn't require a clunky charger and it runs for three months on one charge. Whoa. Also, they got a fancy little mount that you can take off of your mirror where you normally store your Quip and take it with you for on-the-go brushing. You can get lost for three months in the woods and still be brushing your teeth every day. So when people see you, they'll be like, man, he's only been lost for like a day because his teeth are so clean. <laughs> Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and it has thousands of verified five-star reviews and that's on a scale of five stars. Not on a scale of 10 stars, which would not be impressive. Good point, Rad. I'm glad you clarified that. Yep. Quip starts at just 25 bucks and if you go to getquip.com slash ear right now, you get your very first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash ear. This episode of Ear Biscuits is also supported by BarkBox. And it features a shout out to our own dogs, Barbara and Jade. Hey girls. BarkBox is a monthly delivery of innovative toys, all natural treats, and crazy dog joy. Always built around a surprise theme for dog and dog parents to enjoy together. Yes, BarkBox knows you love your dog like family. You might as well have adopted them. I mean, we did. So they designed all toys in-house with the very best materials like stomach-safe t-shirt rope, spiky ball cores, and dozens of innovative squeakers. Can't get enough innovative squeakers these nope. days. BarkBox's all-natural treats and chews are made and produced with meat sourced in the USA and Canada and never include soy, corn, or wheat. 
Yeah, I tried to give uh, Barbara corn on the cob one time, and she completely refused it. I, I set her, her. I set her free in the middle of a wheat field one time. She completely refused it. I set her free in the middle of a soybean field one time. She completely refused it. So Barbara is excited about meat sourced in the USA. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. and Canada. Bark boxes are a forty dollar value with plans starting at twenty dollars a month. That's half price. Okay, you do the math. Oh, and I did it for you. Celebrate your dog with BarkBox. It's like the joy of a million belly scratches delivered directly to your door. A million belly scratches, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And each month they got a new theme like the popular Jurassic Park Ooh. space squirrels. I like that. And the good, the bad, and the pugly. That's for pug lovers. And if your dog's a heavy chewer or has allergies, they can accommodate those special needs. Bottom line, you can be 100% guaranteed of your happiness. If your dog doesn't like something, they'll replace it for free, no questions asked. So whether you wait to open BarkBox as a family or let your dog tear it open the moment it arrives, BarkBox can become a monthly ritual that you and your dog absolutely go crazy for. Yeah, I'm snuggling Jade all the time, but I like getting a new toy because it prompts me to like play with her, like get, throw something and get her to fetch it. You know, we, yeah. don't, we don't do enough of that. So. You, want, you want to engage their brain. And it's like crossword puzzles and for their, old people. Their physicality, like right. get her running around and not just sitting in my lap like a like a like a little stuffed animal. <laughs> yeah, you might you you might as well have a stuffed animal. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> for a free extra month of BarkBox, visit barkbox.com/ear when you subscribe to a six or twelve month plan. Oh, barkbox.com/ear. Ear Biscuits is supported by Robin Hood. Robin Hood, not the movie starring Kevin Costner. No, Robin Hood is, and what was that called? That was What was the name of that? It was Robin Hood. Prince of Tights. <laughs> no. Prince, Prince of Thieves? Let's make fun of the name of the, <laughs> let's make fun of the name of the no, thing before it's we even. just clarifying. We're Robin not, Hood is not that movie. It is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission free. They strive to make financial services work for everybody, not just the wealthy. Yeah, it's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers, and maybe that's you, to invest for the first time with true confidence. It's simple and intuitive. There's a clear design with data presented in an easy to digest way. And there's no cost and no commission fees. That's, so this that's is big. Very unusual. So other brokerages charge up to 10 bucks for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees at all. So you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. And you can learn by doing. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, and track favorite companies with a personalized news feed and custom notifications for price movement so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving you a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at earbiscuits.robinhood.com. That's earbiscuits.robinhood.com. Check it out. Now, now on, on with, with the, the biscuit. biscuit. Okay, uh, first of all, spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, I know the movie's from 1985, but if you haven't seen it, we are going to spoil things right from the top here. I'm about to spoil it, so go ahead and go watch it if you want to. Here goes, Michael J. Fox turns into a wolf, y'all. <laughs> I mean, I hate to break it to you. I mean, that is on the poster. Uh, and he's teen-aged. He's supposedly 17 years old. Um, I don't know how old Michael J. Fox was when he actually did that. I think he was 23 at the time. 
In fact, none of the people playing teenagers in Teen Wolf were teens, which is not a surprise. That's typically how this stuff is done in Hollywood because you can't trust teen actors. You know, you give them direction and then they're uh, they're shifty. A lot they're of shifty. Yeah, and a lot of regulation. Yeah, yeah. They got to uh, be tutored. I didn't watch Teen Wolf as a kid. I did. What do you remember about seeing it then? Because I can certainly tell you what I remember watching it a few weeks ago. Uh, well, so I had the opportunity to watch it. I don't think I watched it in the theater, but I watched it in the 80s. Okay, yeah. Probably VCR, maybe at the theater, I don't know. So I saw it in the 80s. And um, and then I recently watched it again with my kids. And the reason that I watched it is because I was like, I remember loving this movie, right? I remember okay. thinking it was so cool. Now, you also have to keep in mind that in a given year, you in were the, less than 10 years old. In the 80s. When you saw it, certainly. How many movies was I seeing, right? I mean, I was probably going to three or four movies in the movie theater a year, and then my dad may be literally renting the VCR from Coates Family Video and then renting the movies. He rented the machine and the movies all together mm -hmm. and brought it home, and we would do that once a month. So doing that math really quickly, I probably saw 15 movies on the high end in a year. But once you got a VCR, boy, you, you were trucking. All that to say that you really remember. I wasn't, you, but you were. You remember the stuff that you saw. And there's something so iconic about, I mean, it's got a great name. It's got, a. not only does he turn into a wolf, but he plays basketball. And when he's a wolf playing basketball, let me tell you right now, wolves are great at basketball. Turns say, out. Say what you will about the wolf pack of NC State University, but, in this movie. We, as our alma mater, will only say positive things. That's right. They are absolutely incredible. So he can, he can, well, specifically, he can effortlessly dunk. Effortlessly dunk, man. I, can, I cannot effortlessly say the word effortlessly, and but he can effortlessly dunk. So all the things that would make a 10-year-old. Dribble through his legs. Think a movie is great, it had. So I wasn't oh, thinking had, about any of the cheesiness. Risque moments with a blonde chick. Yeah, can't get enough of those. But um, let me just say. Strategically you cropped shots of toplessness, I will say. Oh, say it, man. So you don't, you know, it's cropped tastefully. Um, but when watching this movie with my children, I heard things such as, this movie starts in a weird place. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first comment that I heard. Like they were like they felt like we had started watching a movie at the wrong place in the plot. <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit. The music is horrible. Yeah. The acting is horrible. The makeup is horrible. The basketball scenes are horrible. And what's a dick nose, Dad? <laughs> um Yeah, I was like you would rewatch it with your kids, and in spite of everything you just listed off, you were encouraging me to watch it with my kids, and I guess it was for this moment, even though you didn't tell me. Because Do your kids know what a dick nose is? <laughs> okay, well, well, first of all, clarify why did, you're bringing up dick did nose. Did they figure it out? Well, you're talking about Styles', styles T-shirt. His, his best friend in the movie, who is just your absolute classic 80s friend, uh, this this particular super, character super cool guy who shows has up like, in so many '80s movies. Not just this guy as an comic, actor, comic relief kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, he's an '80s movies trope. Is your cool, in style, get, friend get named Styles? Get you in trouble, hey man! I want to get a keg of beer. 
and he has a shirt that he wears for not for not an insignificant portion of the movie that says, uh, "What are you looking at, Dick Nose?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, we had to talk about that. You seem to really, really like that. <laughs> I mean, how can you not like that shirt? I mean, like you win when it's the moment somebody reads it, you've won. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's like if right. somebody has to read it, they know that it's directed to them, and it's like ah, I can't say anything to that. I guy. don't know this, but I bet you they made it for the movie. Uh, yeah, but then they probably sold it at Myrtle Beach and other places, and probably sold like hotcakes. You can you can buy of co- yeah, of course yeah, you can yeah. buy we that. We could shirt. probably sell one. And I mean, incidentally, once he becomes Teen Wolf and he's all popular, he Styles is also creating merch and a marketing scheme for the Teen Wolf. You know, I mean, what's her name, Pamela? Pamela is uh, Mick's girlfriend. Mick is like the classic bully. Yep. Who. Uh, Evil, bad guy. And, e- and even though he was obviously not a teenager playing a teenager, in the movie he's supposed to be 19 or older than that maybe because he did time. So do, I don't know if you picked up on that detail, but they, they no. referenced the fact that he was in prison <laughs> at some point and that's why he's still in high school and he looks a little bit older. But controversially. But Pam, I was saying Pamela was wearing a Teen Wolf t-shirt which Styles created and was selling out of his Teen Wolf mobile yeah. Yeah, well, truck. I, I, I'll get into the more details about like, specifically, lots of questions about Mick and like where he actually goes to school. Um, but well, I, I, I will say that my kids immediately started to echo a lot of what your kids were concerned about, which was, I mean, they're like, what's wrong with this music? I mean, there's like. <laughs> Is there something wrong Very, oh, like distracting musical interludes and like overlays. It, it very, very forward with the, with the 80s music. It's like someone got a hold of a synth and it, it just wouldn't go away. It was incessant. Well, I think there are some things that that help to explain why the movie has some of the characteristics that it does. So interestingly, this movie was made. So this this movie came out in 1985. Another Michael J. Fox that you may have heard, of, Michael J. Fox movie that you may have heard of, came out in 1985. It's called Back to the Future. And uh, didn't see it, <coughs> but I have heard of it. I have seen it since then, like I said. And Back to the Future was filmed after Teen Wolf, but came out before. Oh, Teen Wolf. really? Yeah. So Michael J. Fox was in in demand already because he was on he was on Family Ties. Family Ties, the television show, which incidentally, Teen Wolf Two T O O, the sequel, featured his Family Ties older brother. What's his name? Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. It was a, it was his sister's. No, yeah, Jason Bateman wasn't on Family Ties. Uh, Justine Bateman oh, was his sister. His on real the life show, sister, but that's the real life sister yes. of. What yeah. show is Jason Bateman on? Ozark. <laughs> Silver Spoons. Silver Spoons. Silver Spoons? Yeah. I'll be damned. But they obviously tried to get Michael J. Fox to come back. For what Teen a tangled Teen. web we weave. <laughs> Teen when Wolf 2. We go back to the 80s, man. Yeah, well, I think I think you're the only one who wove that particular, <laughs> yeah, particular I, weave. <laughs> I could have sworn he was on Family Ties, but yeah, it was just the female version of him. Yeah, right. Um, so, so anyway, they filmed it before Back to the Future. Back to the Future then and they felt I did read that his mom on on Family Ties got pregnant, so they had to take a hiatus, and then that's why he all of a sudden was in on Teen Wolf. But I did not know that. Then they shot Back to the Future afterward, and it came out 
like a month and a half b- before Teen Wolf was released, correct? Yes. Um, and j- just some interesting parallels between Back to the Future. Uh, and it, Actually, they shared filming locations. So there's a street in South Pasadena uh, that is the, so the, the Howard family home from the movie is located on the same block as the 1955 George McFly house and the 1955 Lorraine Baines houses from Back to the Future. And then not only that, but the Howard house is the exact same house as Marty McFly's mom's house. Um, really? All in South Pasadena. Now, if you're wondering why, okay, there are, there's a bunch of things in this movie that seem, interestingly, they came out at the same time, but Back to the Future is a perfect movie, okay? It is a perfect movie. It It, it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's many people who make all types of movie arguments that will make them up one wall and down the other that, that it is the perfect movie. I'm not gonna make the argument. Well, and I wanna see. I love the movie. I love the t-shirts even <clears throat> more than the movie for a long time. Well, here's one, of the, here's one of the big differences between the two movies. So the budget of Back to the Future in 1985 was $19 million. And how much did it make? It made $389.1 million at the box office. Wow. And I'm sure it's made a lot more than that since then. Now, what do you think the budget of Teen Wolf was? One point one million dollars. Oh, you 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 saw this as well. <laughs> I looked on the wiki. Yeah, one point two million, and it made eighty million in the box office. So tit for tat, uh, it actually did better. You know, in terms of return on investment ROI, <laughs> uh, but no. n- not. No, uh, I think you're just talking about percentage. It, the percentage. It's not tit the, for tat. The original budget uh, percentage, it was ballooned like eight thousand percent or whatever that is, eighty thousand percent. 8,000%. Anyway, all I'm saying is it made a bunch of money, but it was like a 20th or a 19th of the actual cost. And that's why it seems that way. Like there's a bunch of people online who've like pointed out things. So that cheap. Ma- that make it seem so cheap. It was filmed really, really quickly. Like there's a scene where he's walking down the street uh, in front of the hardware store and Boof, his f- girlfriend, who's not his girlfriend, at first she's not, which incidentally, we now know that boof means fart, means flatulence, uh, but that just happened to be her name in the show. What and do you mean we now know that? From the Kavanaugh hearings. Oh. He was asked what boof meant, and he said flatulence. Huh. And, uh, but so then there are, uh, there's a scene where he's walking down the street and you can clearly see the dolly track in the reflection. The kind of stuff that would have been seen and taken out or corrected, they just, did but there's a when he's on top of the van he goes by the jack jack in the box and then he goes by the same jack in the box yes again from a different camera angle and it's and you can see these things and I couldn't see it in the eighties and no one could cared about it that much I mean I'm sure there were like critics who cared about it at the time but the average moviegoer didn't care about it but my kids have just grown up in this in this world where uh, movies have just gotten better and they care about stuff like that and the nature of the realism of the basketball but, scenes and all that. But so they here, can't enjoy it. Here's the thing though, I mean, okay, low budget, maybe I can forgive that. Like, yeah, the makeup's not great. In the first, where he's wolfing out for the first time and he's in front of the bathroom mirror and they're showing close-ups of him starting to transform. The makeup is just painfully <laughs> obvious. I mean, it's just it's just cringy. Um. And then they don't have time to, you know, to fix errors in shooting and continuity and things like that that you're talking about. But to me, the pr- the problem is 
the story and then a lot of the direction is just mindless and cheap, man. I mean, it, 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 it's odd. It's just so bad. Well, I, I, and I, I mean, I, I can give you a few examples. Um, it, the whole story is weird. Like once he becomes the wolf, okay? So he transforms in his, in his bathroom. What a scene. And. What a moment. The best moment of the movie. So I'm gonna say something absolutely positive that blew my mind because I, had, I hadn't seen the trailer, I'd never seen any of this. There's this whole buildup of him transforming and that was kinda like, okay, I can forgive the visual effects and the makeup. But then he's like having a conversation with his dad outside of the door and his dad's like, you let me in there, son. I'm your father. I wanna know what's going on in there. And he's like, okay, dad, if, I, uh, if you say so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you in. And he goes over there and it's like a build up, build up, build up, and then he opens the door and then it's the best reveal shot, the most shocking shot I've ever seen and reacted to, maybe in any movie, is it reveals his dad is also a werewolf. And the first And he is amazing now you, looking. Now you mentioned the makeup. And I busted out laughing when that door opened. And I had to rewind the movie because I had a sustained belly laugh for like a minute and a half. Okay, and do you know that the producer? Awesome. One of the executive producers of the movie was interviewed uh, for the 30th anniversary, I think it was. And, uh, well maybe it was. Best a, reveal I've ever seen in a movie. Specifically, I'm talking about this reveal. Yes. So, uh, they interviewed him, because apparently they re-released the movie and it, it came along with like a three hour behind the scenes thing with talking to all the people involved in the movie. I'm sure. I bet I'm it's not as good as this. I'm sure Michael J was not involved, okay. <laughs> well maybe he was. Maybe he was. Um, but the producer, uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but it's basically saying he was so nervous in watching the film and they definitely saw it as a comedy. And he said he remembered the one of the first laughs was at like a, a joke that was intended for people to laugh. But he said, when the dad opens the door and reveals himself, the theater up it was uproarious laughter. And it is, it's crazy because his makeup is nuts. I mean, we're looking at it right now. It's like, it's like if you were to take a weed, like a, like a leaf blower and spray it directly at Cousin It's face and you would hope that all the, 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 that hair would part and it would reveal a face on them in the middle. Yeah, it's just it's it's unreal. The glasses really bring it all together. And if you had never seen anything about Teen Wolf and you saw this picture, it, yeah. would you say? And I said, "What is this guy supposed to be? Would werewolf be one of the things that you? Would it be in the top ten things on your list? It would definitely not be in the top ten things on my list. Like an amazingly friendly monkey. A monkey. They look like, like monkeys. A, like a like a bonobo." And look at Michael J. Fox. Look at look at his makeup. It's Planet of the Freaking Apes, man. Yeah. It it, it it's like that's what they were inspired by. It it's not a wolf. It's not a wolf. But let me tell you, because I I just can't. But I do lavish think that, enough. I think it's great. I can't lavish enough praise on. Go back. I want to go back to. I want to look at that picture while I'm talking for the for the rest of my life. I can't lavish enough praise on that reveal scene, and I know I set it up with a negative, and I was going to say negative crap, but like I was this, this, this moment redeemed the entire movie for me. I I laughed so hard, and 
before we came in here, I watched the trailer from 1985 mm -hmm. for the movie, and it has this scene in it. They did not, it's in the trailer, which is a horribly wrong thing to do. That's why it made 80 mil, man. Because sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you know. So I'm really sad that anyone who saw it. the trailer before they saw the movie, it would have spoiled the most definitive reveal scene I've ever experienced. And I, as an adult man, in 2018, I experienced it fresh. Like, I'm so glad that I got to do that. Like, it, there were so many opportunities for this to be spoiled for me and somehow it wasn't. Well, and it's not like, just how amazing it is visually, it's the fact that his dad's a werewolf as well. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's it was, a perfect reveal. Yeah, and I, I was, I, my guard was down. I was like, this movie sucks, man. And I, my expectations were so low and then they soared. Like the change in experience in a movie is also something I've never experienced. Going from like, this is, I, I don't know if I can keep watching this, to this is my favorite thing I've ever experienced on a screen. Did it sustain itself for the rest of the movie? I, I rode the wave and it, I mean, again, the crescendo was so high that even though it was a downward, even I'll say spiral from there, it I still never got back down to the low point before that. I was like, "This is a uh, it's a cool movie." Did you did you pick up on the fact that his dad said during the movie, "quote When you want it, you're going to have great power, and with great power goes a greater responsibility," which is yeah. what Uncle Ben says to. Peter Parker in The Amazing Spider-Man. Well, the, I I mean, I just think it's. They lifted the line, man, so. From the comic? No, Spider-Man lifted the line from Teen Wolf. Oh. It's my theory. <laughs> I'd like to think that it was in the comic before that because the as poorly as this movie's written, I'd hate to say <laughs> that, I'd hate to think that anything came from it. I mean, it, it and the direction is just odd. Like, he, he, here's the thing that I was getting at. Okay, so that's the transformation scene, the amazing reveal moment, but then that's just to his dad. The first time anyone else knows that he's a werewolf, the second time he transforms, is in the middle of a basketball game, he's in a tussle, you know, they're, 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 they're scrumming for the ball, and all of a sudden you can't see him anymore, can't see Scott, and they're like, and all of a sudden you hear, Oh, you hear some like some rumblings of of somebody turning into a werewolf in that pile, and then boom, he emerges, and everybody's just in a stupor. They're just standing there, and and look, at, I mean, he's he's a wolf in his full glory, and then he looks around, he starts dribbling that basketball, and then he he makes a beeline, and slam dunks it, and then, okay. A human being just turned into a werewolf and slam dunked a basketball. And then what? The game continues and very quickly, he's the most popular person on the planet. Yeah. Like there's no questioning of how, how the heck, what the crap? And who? What, are you a werewolf? Are you a? Are you a? Are you a planet of the aper? What, what's going on but here? Isn't and, there and something? Nobody cares. Isn't there something beautiful about that? Nobody Can't cares. We, there was a time in which we would watch a movie and a guy would turn into a werewolf, and we wouldn't stop and ask the annoying question: 
or make the annoying observation, oh, that would never happen. He's constantly- Who cares, it's a movie. He's popular and then he's constantly the wolf. And he's like- Wouldn't you? He's be? going, he, he's- <laughs> I, But didn't you love it? Didn't you love that moment? I mean, I thought it was stupid. It was so. It was beautifully stupid, though. I'm just saying when I saw that, and I remember as he was dribbling around in the the music. It was so when, unrealistic. Once she starts dribbling around in the way the music. Well, I comes know on. that turning into a wolf is unrealistic, but I mean, and what makes you the good way at basketball? The movies, do are wolves? Is this part of werewolf folklore? Oh yeah, that's that's realistic. Are they good at sports? Is is there any other evidence that werewolves are good at sports, or is he the only one? Because that's a whole that's an original thing. But you know what I'm saying, right? I mean, it's. You can't have a movie now where you couldn't do it now. You suspend your disbelief so much unless that, like, that was not, part of the bit. And maybe we'll come back and make an argument that that's just part of it, and we're just going to embrace it. But I just yeah, it's fact. You cannot get away with those type of choices now. You know, y even with something outlandish, you've got to. People have to re if they're normal humans in normal society, they've got to react in a way that at least is believable. Well, as it was happening, I told my kids, I actually paused it, and I was like, guys, just so you understand, because they were like shaking their heads in disbelief while he was dribbling around the court. First of all, it was a lot like like when the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air would play basketball, and it was obviously like right. a set. It wasn't quite that bad, but the, the ridiculous nature of how quickly he would get to places and the way they would put the shots together, it was just all so yeah. just, but that's just ham-fisted together. It's, it's cheap, it's a cheap movie. Uh, but I, mean, I had to pause it and I was like, kids, you had, need to understand, when I saw this when I was your age, I thought it was awesome. There was no, like, this is dumb in any way. I, I could not, I, I don't know what it is, but I didn't have the ability to yeah. look at this guy playing basketball and then go and watch television and see guys actually playing basketball and see a real difference. You know but what I'm saying? No, no here's, what it, here's what it was, it was a, you approached movies differently. It wasn't, there wasn't this criteria of it reflecting. It wasn't a documentary, man. It wasn't, you, it wasn't, it didn't have to reflect any level of reality. It was still so special. I mean, we weren't years from having to rent the VCR to bring the tape home and be able to watch it. I mean, in the theater, the movie theater was it was just so magical that it there wasn't you didn't apply anything from the real world to it. We were just grateful to have it. Yeah, we're just so happy that we were just we, in our our real lives were on pause for a second. It, it what you weren't constantly being exposed to media and you weren't judging it against each other. We had no idea. There's a dolly in that shot. You didn't know what a dolly was. And we had and, and critics. I'm going to read you the New York Times uh, official review, but just let me say, people in Bowie's Creek at the time were not reading the New York Times period, but also not reading the New York Times reviews of movies. We made our decisions about movies based on the poster and the title and who was in it. And when we went to see it, you was gonna it, have to suck movie. so hard for us yeah. not to have a good time. Even in college, we would determine what movies we saw based on the poster. Oh yeah. I totally remember walking. That's how you rent a DVD, that's, man. That's why posters existed in movie theaters because you were there to watch a movie and you would see the other movies. I mean, it was the it was just like a trailer, and that's what you would decide. And, well, and then when you started renting movies, you would choose movies based on how many sleeves were up there. It's like, oh, there's 12 of that one, that must be good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's only one of that, must suck. Let me tell you something interesting about basketball scenes because I found this fascinating. Okay. Uh, as you might have guessed, that was not Michael J. Fox playing basketball when he turns into the wolf. Uh, it, it, one clue yeah, I, is that he can play basketball. 
Another clue is that it doesn't look anything like the other the other wolf in this in the film who is played by Michael I, J. Fox. It wasn't that bad. They only it's showed wide shots. Bad. They didn't show close-ups of another guy's face. And yeah, they didn't make that mistake. I I, I but, was fine with that. So uh, I'm not going to crap on that. Interesting story. So Michael J. Fox is only uh, five foot four, and uh, they needed somebody to basically stand in for him to play basketball, and they only made one suit. They only made one of the wolf suits, and it was a hand-stitched thing that you had to get into. Mm. And so they had to go, they actually had a guy lined up, apparently a very short man who was good at basketball, and he backed out at the last minute, and they had to go. Oh, whoa, 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 you want me to be a wolf? And there was uh, a dude uh-uh. who was a scout for the Dallas Mavericks, who was also involved in Hollywood in some way and was involved with the movie that they uh, got and they found this guy, Jeff Gosler, who was a basketball player from Loyola. I can never say that, Loyola? Lo- Loyola? Loyola, 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 Marymount University. And he was he was like a college basketball player and he had nothing, he'd never been in a movie and they were like, hey, you're short, you're good at basketball and you can fit in this suit. Can you come and play basketball like a globetrotter <laughs> <laughs> for us? And he was like, sure, and he did it. And that's like the only thing he's ever done in entertainment. Um. He did great, man. Dribbled between his legs, dunked a basketball. Yeah, I was he, super impressed. He was awesome. Uh, there was some weird direction. Um, at one point, you know, once the wolf is so popular, but by the way, he's like he montaging around campus, like being everybody's friend, like break dancing with a dude. Which incidentally, that was, uh, I specifically recall that moment because um, this is the case with a lot of 80s movies, but, super whitewashed, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking like everybody at the school, all of his friends, all of his teachers, everybody's white. And then they and then there's one black guy that shows up and he break dances with him. Oh god. It's like you're they, right. That that mm-hmm. was it's like they made these decisions and no one was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe we should think about representation a little bit. Yeah. They that, were not thinking about representation well, in any shape or form. And Styles had specific homophobic and racist jokes, like overtly. Right. But I mean, offensive. Like I had to, I had to pause and and I had to say. Explain? Not explain. Pause and and explain? And just to make absolutely sure to my kids that like, okay, the reason why you don't hear that term Hmm. is because everyone knows not to say that term. Right. Um, So that particular F word is in the movie. Yes, I remember. Um, I remember that. Uh, but what was I getting at? Oh, the weird direction. So he he's break dancing. He's he's montaging his way through life as the wolf. Nobody's blinking an eye. He's the most popular guy now. He's not with the girl that you want him to be with. He's with the most popular girl, who's like the dramatic actress with the blonde hair. And he's he's decimating the opponents of all the basketball squads so much so that all of his uh, teammates are bored. So it, it cuts to a shot of uh, them playing a basketball game a, at some point and like the wolf's going around and like taking on the whole team by himself. So all of his teammates, it, one of his teammates is on the court <laughs> eating an apple. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just a, that's just a, that's a funny directive, you know? 
uh, I mean, the director's literally saying, someone on the set is saying, okay, well, you know, I, I, want, I want one of you guys, you know, you're not playing basketball, give him an apple. And I'm on the fence about that because that's either I think genius, genius. I think it was genius. Like, but it's I can, because but why it's in that, an apple. It, and again, you can't do that now. You could do that in like a. I mean, you you got to have a really st- the movie's got to be really dumb. It's got to be like I don't know to make directorial choices like that. It's like this is a really stupid joke, and it's like silly, silly. Yeah. Again, it just doesn't fit in the type. Th- this type of movie doesn't exist where you can make directorial choices like that. That's like, I, and I think it did exist I at think the time. That was an and I think it was thing. it was very clearly Look a the comedy. kids on the court eating the apple. Yeah. Well, we should we should we should shoot a basketball scene, and there should be an apple being eaten. Um. But I I'd like to. I mean, so I can really, except for the reveal scene, I can really start to poo poo this thing. Is like it's just, it just doesn't make enough sense, and it's just stupid. But. Well, before if you before you if you're, and if you're I, planning I, on redeeming it, I, before you, I want to take. I'd like to explore something that might redeem it. Okay, because I want to read for you word for word because it's not very long. The New York Times review from August twenty third, nineteen eighty five. Okay, yeah. Written by Vincent Canby, fancy New York Times film critic. Do it. Teen Wolf, which opens today at Lowell State and other theaters is a high school comedy about a young man, a sweet-natured non-entity, non-entity, who gains small-town celebrity and power when he discovers that he's a werewolf. For Scott Howard, Michael J. Fox, being a werewolf doesn't mean baying at the moon and chewing on the necks of former friends. It means that when he wills it, he can turn into a werewolf who's a star basketball player and much in demand as a prom escort. The uplifting point of all this comes when Scott must decide whether or not he's willing simply to be his non-entity self and thus forfeit the fame that comes with this other hairier identity. For a film that's so innocuous, Teen Wolf is aggressively boring. It doesn't even know how, it doesn't even know much about high school life since the members of the basketball team that Scott's team must play for the big championship attend his high school. Is there such a thing as an intramural all-state championship, which is something I said it seems like Mick goes to his school because he's at his school, he's at his prom, but then he's on the other team during the state championship. Oh, and this, uh, I gotta interject the one. How does this happen? I was baffled by that, and I was like, yeah, the the evil guy from the other team, because I was so confused. And then another, just a side directorial choice in that same basketball game, in the final one where he chooses to not become the werewolf but to be his Michael J. Fox self and he wins the game at the free throw line. Yeah. But before. Nothing like a free throw scene. Before he, it all comes down to that sweaty free throw. So sweaty. Unbelievably sweaty. His arch nemesis is standing under the basket (laughs) (laughs) facing him. I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a lane violation. Again, possibly, again, it's just like the, the director's <laughs> like, uh, give that man an apple, and I want him to stand right there when he throws that orange mm, circular thing into the. And can we get basket. another bucket of sweat? <laughs> He's so I mean, sweaty. They they literally. I love the sweat, just man. Doused. It was it was almost but how unpleasant. Can you, how it was can you almost put an the, unpleasant amount of sweat. How can you put the kid underneath the basket? 
That's no, because because that's it, not how it works. Because isn't that better than him not being under the basket? Like if you have a choice, like if basketball could work that way, if you could put the bad guy on the other team underneath the basket, would basketball be more entertaining? Yes. Yes. The director was like, I want to make the entertaining choice. If we can we eat food on the basketball court? Yes, yes, we can because it's more entertaining. Can we put the villain underneath the basket? Yes, we can. Can we sweat profusely? and not have people wipe it up? Yes, we can. All because a kid turns into a wolf and nobody cares. They love it. Let me read the last paragraph. The film is over. Give me a keg of beer. (laughs) Yes, we'll talk about that scene. The film is overacted by everybody except Mr. Fox who was seen uh, to far better advantage in Back to the Future. The special effects aren't super but the movie isn't important enough to damage the classic werewolf myth. Ooh, no silver bullet is needed to dispatch this movie. It dies a natural death as one looks on. Woo! That was a rough review. Well, th- but here's the problem Still with this. Still made guy. 80 mil. This guy apparently did not go through puberty. Oh, okay. Here we go. I think metaphor, huh? I think we got I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, he's a teenager. He's He's tr- he's in the bathroom trying to deal with himself and figure out who he is and which, what what happens with which. What are you doing, son? I'm trying to deal with myself, Dad. <laughs> Leave me alone. He's I'm turning getting, the music up. He's getting hairy. He's getting hairy. Yeah. Enough said. I mean, his dad says, "You got to get a hold on it, son." <laughs> oh gosh, that's very. That's direct. a quote. That's a quote. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. It's it's a time in your life when everything's changing and it's you're just you're you're scrambling through the ravages of hormones to just get a hold of yourself. Why do you think emotionally it, it physically didn't happen in middle school though if it's a film about puberty? Why is it a senior in high school? Because well, you got it. He's a late bloomer cuz you want to get Michael J Fox basically. He's he's a late bloomer. Uh, what can he do? He can play a high schooler. Uh, he yeah, would have been eighth grader if he looked a little younger. I had to fast forward through the um the fully bloom scene where she gets, she takes her top off and says, "What, what, what makes you wolf out?" You fast forwarded, huh? Well, I mean, I had my whole family there, and I'm not. Well, it's educational. And you never know what they're going to show in like a PG movie in the '80s. I mean, I had it, to. This could be a birds and the bees lesson. I had to watch a woman give birth in biology class. You know. Well, I watched it later on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it was severely disappointing. Um, so you think it's about puberty, which uh, which is a very I mean, th- I think that is the cons- I, the consensus. It's I about think, the changes that you that you you undergo as a teenager that you feel like you can't control. Yeah, and then but what's you, the moral of the story? But it's also I mean I think he was onto that, which is, are you go- you know, the question was is he going to change who he is in his core being just because outwardly he's different? and like date someone based on questionable motives, questionable criteria, or is he going to be true to his true self that doesn't change just because you get hairy and get more talented at basketball, I guess. yeah, because I don't know how. And I, go to the prom as yourself versus going to the prom as yourself the, that went through puberty. I don't understand the analogy because it, you go through puberty and then you're through puberty. But he you can't had, go back. He 
Okay, that is weird, yeah. <laughs> well, I think even though, well, yeah, I'm, a little weird. again, I'm trying to make this work. Okay, all right. But he had the choice to go to the prom as himself with Boof, or he did, he went alone as the wolf, man. Hey, look at me. But then he ends up with her, the girl that he should be with, as himself. Hmm. Um. But yeah, he could choose to go back. It's it's kind of it's kind of a mixed metaphor here. Well, because it's, it's like okay, if you with great power, it's not written well. I mean, I'm, there was such an opportunity, so I will say that well, maybe I'm landing on that on side. This. So, if with great power comes great responsibility. If that's a, a message, that's a theme in the movie, but then the application of that theme is, and with that great power, you don't, you don't need to use that great power. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he had great power, but when was he actually supposed to use it? You know, his dad comes in during the prom scene when he's being uh, picked on by the principal, the vice principal. It's always, it's always the vice principal for some reason. They can't afford the principal. <laughs> and you gotta pay that guy more to act. And then 1. His, 2 million. his dad comes in and just growls at the guy. And doesn't he pee himself? He pees his pants, yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe you should just use the power of the wolf very sparingly, I, is that the, so? because he well, actually. Well I also he, think when he was making out with Boof at the party, like he like clawed her back and like, I don't know, it's like maybe I'm, maybe I'm projecting too much of like what we've now in a good way or sensitive to it's like be in control of yourself and respect other people, especially someone that you're making out with or potentially, you know, it's like that was a that was a weird moment when it was like, but I think that was their way of trying to say, well you gotta be in you're changing, but you've got to stay in control of yourself, man. Right. Dude. But this and that's a that's a very good message. This analogy would have worked if it was more of the classic superhero plot, which is you find out that you have a superpower, you learn how to deal with that, and then you use the superpower for explicit good, right? But he's, he gets the superpower and then decides not to use it to win a basketball game. You know what I'm saying? It's just an, well, it's, it's he an did, odd, he, maybe I, that makes it great. He didn't let his hairiness define who he was. But he still is a werewolf. It is who he is. It's, it's not it's, no, something that he's not. It's part of who he is, but it is not all of who he is. It is an outward manifestation. It's an outward aspect of who he is. Mm-hmm. That the only reason that girl dated him and he was popular was because of something that wasn't ultimately the core of who he was. And was so was he going to go through life just leaning on the things that people liked about him and that made him popular and got him laid? No, he went back to who he actually was with people who knew him and cared about him for who he was and got hairy only when it when he needed it, when he needed beer. <laughs> when he, right, <laughs> yes, when he demands the keg of beer from the uh, the liquor store. Okay, well that is definitely one take on it. Um, if you, I mean, you played basketball, and I went through puberty, and I got a lot better when I went through puberty, and I'm what, glad I, I'm glad I stayed. What if Triton was play, you were playing Triton Harness Central Gym, and all of a sudden you're in a scrum with a guy. Well, you're on the bench, of course. You, you're like, but you're watching. So you're watching. I don't want you to be in the scrum. I want you to be in. A but place I wasn't where you're on the bench. What are you talking about? 
You just in this analogy? You were resting. Whatever. Don't oh. get sidetracked. Well, you made me think. Like, of course, you were on the bench. I went, no, I started, man. <laughs> started. I was very hairy too. You were an observer at this particular moment, hairy and legs. then a werewolf pops out. I mean, the whole place would clear out. Yeah, we I don't would, mean to go back to this. We but wouldn't care that he scored. It's like, oh, who? You, we would not be there to see him dunk. As soon as you, yeah. By the Let, time he got to the basket, everyone would be gone. He'd just be doing a shoot around by himself. Or what, is that true though? Am I actually wrong? Would everybody pull out their phones and film it? Of course that would happen. I mean, it's like. If you didn't seem That woman who got hit with the golf ball, man, and her eye exploded. Mm -hmm. I, everybody just started filming it instead of helping her. I think first of all, they wouldn't say. Of course she say, didn't turn into a werewolf. I think first of all, they wouldn't say he turned into a werewolf. Like, Look at that guy turn into a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look at that guy that looks more like a monkey now. <laughs> <laughs> An orangutan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's very long. Look hair. at that guy who looks like he's in bad monkey makeup. <laughs> How did he? Where, when, where did he come from? Man, he's good. I could see. I could Is see that legal? If it were football, I could <laughs> see that happening. And you're like, they have like trick plays in football. You yeah. don't. You don't have trick plays like that in basketball. <laughs> Especially on a high school level. I, you could though, if somebody's gonna dress up in a suit, it's like the mascot suddenly getting in the game and, and it's like, Is this, I don't know, is this cool? Can we do this? Uh, of course, the one thing I didn't I didn't um, mention. It's actually just like the mascot getting in the game. Tying into puberty, you know who the mascot was? Speaking of puberty. The Beavers. The, oh, wow. The mascot was the Beavers. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, what does that mean? So, I'll leave it to Beaver. Thelma's <laughs> over there feeding me lines. <laughs> leave it to Beaver, you say that. <laughs> um, so, what, where are we landing on this? I mean, well, the question was. First of all, I have established. Does it suck? For me, I've I've seen Teen Wolf. I can talk about it. I don't have to like bow my head or like no longer make eye contact when it comes up in conversation where, with other cool people who like lived lives in the 80s. I did a whole podcast on it. Did a whole pod on it. <laughs> you should listen, it's called Ear Biscuits. Um, I mean the reveal scene, highlight of my life, highlight of my cinematic life. You wanna get that guy tattooed on your back? <laughs> that would be amazing. Harry back. <laughs> I have a tattoo Harry back. Oh man, if you got that, I would give you. I, I put him on my butt cheeks. If you get that, if you get that tattooed somewhere on your body, that's awesome. I will get something that you suggest tattooed on my body. Yeah, that's the dad from <laughs> Teen Wolf. I mean, it's it's so good. That would look luscious on one butt cheek. Maybe one peck. One peck. One peck. Yeah. Hmm. Think about so, it. so that's my takeaway is. But does it suck? That's the, that was the question. By today's standards, of course. But is that even fair? Like everything we've been doing, as I've taught, I've started to feel dirty, like with our modern day assessment of but it. But that's it's why not I, fair. That's why I talked about Back to the Future. Yeah, that's a, true. A, a contemporary film with it. Yeah. That was the perfect movie. You're right. That was incredible. Uh. They hacked their way through the script. The, to me, I, I'll even forgive the directing. The script is hacky, and that's that's my that's the death knell. It's not anything else. It's not. I, I mean, everything else could be endearing, but it's, it's like we're trying to make sense of it. And there's so many pieces, and they could have brought it together better. I mean, it's like we're we're forcing it together to like have some redeeming quality, and like I, I felt like I put together a good life lesson from it, but I did a lot of heavy lifting. 
So you say, in spite of this script. It sucks, Teen Wolf sucks. That's, is, that, is that where you're landing? Yes. I'm saying that Teen Wolf sucks as well, but you know what? It doesn't matter that it sucks. You should still watch it, and it's still great in its own way. But it, it, does it suck? Yeah, it sucks. You knew that You knew that before we started this. Why do we even do this? Let <laughs> <laughs> <I> hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should watch it though. It, well, you should have already watched it. This would have been a lot much better. Um, but go watch it now and then listen again. All right, there give it us, is. Give us another listen. Um, yeah, if there's any other movie, a ubiquitous movie from the 80s, uh, hashtag Ear Biscuits Me. I'll let you know if I've seen it. Maybe we should do this again. Let I us think know. We need to do, I think we need to do Top Gun, personally. I really think Top Gun. They're making a new one. Yeah, because they're making a new one. I, I, I haven't even seen snippets. It's gonna be so fresh to me. Yeah, there's a great reveal scene. You can get it tattooed on your other peck. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be fully tatted by the time we stop talking about movies. Okay, all right. It's got a. Uh, it's got what's his name in it. Goose. Yeah, what's Van? Um, I want to call him Van. What's his name? But I don't know why I'm saying that. Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah, it's got Batman in it. It's got Val Kilmer in it. All right, but any other movies like that, let me know and let us know what you thought about Teen Wolf. Hashtag Ear Biscuits. Boy, I, this, this was fun, I learned yeah, so I much. I had fun. I'm so hip. Happy Halloween. <laughs>